Undercurrent. Bluetooth mode has been on. This is Undercurrent's Weekend. It's Undercurrent's Weekend. Music, food, friends, and time to visit again with Bob Doran. We were talking last night about uh, what's happening in the streaming world. Yeah. Man, it's just every week there's uh, a lot of comings and goings. Just trying to keep track of it all. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it, I, it comes on the email, in my email, it's like, oh, you are now going to be a member of this new service for for Apple, or uh, what the latest was YouTube. There's a new app for, for YouTube. A music app. Yeah, YouTube Music, which I was trying to figure out, it's like, it's already the way YouTube works. If you find something you like, you're... YouTube is going to play music that's associated with it. So, you know, for example, if I put in Sharon Jones, it's going to follow that that video, you know, her new song. They have a Christmas album coming up just in time for your holiday shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put on you put in the new song, yes. When it's through, it's going to kick over to the next song, right? Which might be Sharon Jones, but it might be somebody else who's related. Or or you can uh, click on a list of 50. And it will, you know, the other day when I heard, heard sadly, that uh, Alan Toussaint had died. Uh, mm-hmm. And I uh, oh, I want to hear some Alan, Alan Toussaint. And I... Uh, I found a St. James Infirmary on YouTube, and then there was 50 songs attached to it. They weren't all Alan Toussaint. It was, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. John and uh, the Meters, people who were related to him somehow musically. Yeah, Robbie Robertson. You know, or yeah. it, and it, it mixed in was Louis Armstrong playing St. James Infirmary. You know, so... I could listen all morning to this mixtape. Now, mm-hmm. I, I assume that's what the YouTube music is going to be like. You say to Saint, I say to Saint. Yeah. <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. Yeah, it, it's that algorithmic thing. And of course, they have Google behind them. Right. So they know how to write a good algorithm. Yeah, it's big money. It's you, big you know, money. I mean, I just I kind of have a weird feeling about that because the algorithms always seem to be a little weird. You know, maybe maybe it's because I'm a DJ. I don't feel threatened by it because um, humans just sort of have the ability. I mean, you can always write a, an algorithm to throw in randomness and stuff, but it gets pretty complicated. And I haven't heard anyone really do it yet in a way that's satisfying for more than a few minutes. In, in all honesty, it's like I tried the Apple service and I found that you know, it wasn't doing better than what I do myself. I could turn up. I could turn on yeah. your sh- show. You know, if I wanted to stream, I could have somebody human at least behind it. This is all, mm-hmm. like you say, it's all run by the algorithms. And there is one channel on the Apple uh, service that I I always enjoy, and that's the blues one. I get turned on to a lot of stuff, and uh, there's so much variety within blues. And it all kind of goes together. 
that it really works. I think I first heard that on the airplane. Southwest Airlines was running uh, Apple Music for a while as a promotion. And then I just started listening to it at home on my on my uh, Apple TV. This isn't an ad for Apple, but, you know, I'm a big Apple fan. So, you know, I got to hand it to them on that one. That's pretty cool. But they just dropped Beats. So that's gone. That's not a big surprise. But, you know, Apple bought Beats. Right. Uh, what, for their for their talent and for their, uh, you know, their knowledge of the industry, their connections, and also for their crummy headphones, <laughs> which they're already improving. Uh, high-end, you know, crummy high-end headphones. Well, yeah, they're definitely a status symbol, uh, yeah. for sure. See, I wear the, uh, I have the same headphones as Dr. Dre. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's the He was one of <laughs> the guys. The, yeah, right. The guys behind, uh, well, I, Dr. Dre and Jimmy I. Jimmy Ivon, I don't mm-hmm. you can pronounce that some other way too, I suppose, Toussaint, Toussaint. Yeah. I, I, Ivon, I don't know. Ivon, I, I don't know. I've never actually heard it pronounced. I've just read it, you know. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's Spotify. There's an endless bottle, battle over Spotify. Yeah. Which, uh, again, Spotify gave me a three-month trial uh, membership and uh, of course I didn't remember that the three months is up so I for a, for a couple of months be, to, took to get it figured out that, oh, how do I get out of this contract that I signed to, when I got a free trial yeah well yeah. that's the idea it's like yeah. AOL remember that it would take years to get off of AOL <laughs> you get I, the, I never was on AOL so <laughs> you get the free disc you know, and then, ah, take me off. So. Yeah. So streaming kind of taken over the world, but for folks like you and me, maybe not so much. I mean, oh, Pandora. What was it? Pandora just bought radio or something like that. They bought some company. I don't know. Pandora you know, sort of. To extend their world reach. Pandora just sort of slipped in the background for me. I didn't, I never really got into Pandora at all, but. I, I, you know, some people love it. Well, yeah, because well, some people don't want to have to think of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they, I, think, I think it works well in a coffee house or something like that, you know? Uh, well, yeah, and it, in, in a coffee house, it does two things. that uh, A lot of places I knew had those services because that took care of all of the, the, uh, the fees, the, the fees that they were paying, mm-hmm. BMI and uh, what's the big one? BMI, ASCAP, ASCAP, CSAC, ASCAP, and then yeah, yeah. I had a yeah. I had a a friend who had a job, which was tracking down various places who were not paying their ASCAP fees. Which you know you don't really think about it. If you have, didn't you get busted once? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> tell us that story. Yeah, Come on. well, statute of limitations are, are well. Over. <laughs> that was uh, that was back in the days of Silver Lining Restaurant, where I was a chef. And I was, you know, big music fan, so I made mixtapes. They were actually tapes, cassette tapes, mm-hmm. and uh, for the restaurant, yeah. And I was to play out to play out front. Where the, yeah, we know, played where the for the patrons. Were. Yeah, yeah, for the patrons and for the and I, for me, it was so, so I'd have something to listen to in the kitchen. So I had to sort of balance between, and uh, I was on a break or something. I was sitting out of the bar. And this guy just sort of struck up a conversation. He says, "Oh yeah, I would like the music here." I go, "Oh yeah, I mix make these mixtapes and blah blah blah." 
we're talking about the music on the on, the, on yeah. that particular mix or whatever. And then you know later I find out this guy's an ASCAP ASCAP hunter. ASCAP Hunter, (laughs) tonight at 7 on NBC. (laughs) Yeah, so you're you're using our music. You, uh, well, you're using ASCAP artists. You're playing it. You you know, doesn't matter if it's a restaurant or a bar or uh, a, a concert hall, whatever. College campus. Yeah. Everybody pays something. Mm hmm. And we do too. I mean, the station does. Yeah. Well, know. that I mean, that so. was that was uh, one of the big arguments about uh, Spotify is that you know they're collecting fee not from restaurant tours or some necessarily, but when you li- stream music, every time you stream a song, and I don't know how it works on YouTube, but every time you you play a song, they have an incremental little bit of money. Well, Spotify was like 0.0011% of a, of a cent. It's like mm-hmm. micro payments. And, you know, th- this, th- to me, it's like... <sighs> it's kind of a burn, you know, for, you know, you like to think that artists are getting something every time something streams, and, and maybe they are, but... Uh... Yeah, but it's not that much. Well, when Taylor Swift says, I'm not getting enough money, then you listen. You know, she's not streaming on Spotify now. And, uh, you know, she's not the only one either. Spotify is really, you know, catching on in the U.S. Um, Last time I was in Europe, which was just, I guess, about two years ago, two and a half years ago, it was everywhere. Well, everywhere. It came out of Sweden originally. Well, yeah, that's where we were. Maybe that's why it seemed like it. But all up, all the way down into, uh, you know, Belgium and, um, you know, Amsterdam. And uh, it just, it was everywhere. Every cafe. Because I always ask people, oh, that's great music. Where are you? Oh, Spotify, you know. And they would just have some banged up old laptop sitting there, you know, just streaming. Uh, so you you you're, you have control that you choose which stream you're going for, right? You pick the Spotify blues. Mm-hmm. I got about the Spotify blues, man. But they don't have an algorithm that uh, tracks your preferences. Spotify doesn't. I don't. I don't know yeah. how. Well, I, I don't. I don't know, I don't, yeah, I don't know how it works. Yeah, you know. I you know I don't know how what we do works you know we just pick the music and I guess we have an algorithm too, um, I, you know I, I, it, it's it's pretty simple it's something old something new something borrowed and something blue you know right but well when it comes so, to music it's like there's certain ways you can sort of tune in on what you imagine somebody's gonna like between Facebook and Google it's uh, we're algorithmed up down and sideways at the wazoo yeah, yeah but you know they they know what you want and it works you know they know what i want to buy because they've been following me and whatever i've been doing you know and they and they know what kind of shoes i i might want or you know certainly what kind of music i want might want to play what book i want to read that they have ideas anyway. I don't. I don't buy stuff because uh, 
it shows up as an advertisement in Facebook necessarily. Yeah. But I think about it. Ah, well, that's part of the process. I yes. Guess. It, it's a, it creates they, brand awareness. Yeah. Yeah. They know what you're thinking and, uh, you know, they can figure that out. You know, it's kind of funny because they always bombard me with ads for stuff that I have looked at on Amazon, whatever. But I've either already bought it or already decided I don't want it <laughs> for the next two weeks. That's all I see on my uh, on my browser. It's like, man, you guys are already behind the curve. Don't you know I already bought it? You know, right? You would think they'd know that. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. And it's yeah. you know, it's information is a uh, the most valuable commodity we're dealing with now in, uh, across the all areas. You know. Well, they've been talking about this for a long time. It's all about knowing your customer, you know, which is kind of a timeless value for commerce, right? And certainly in in radio, we're all about listener focus, you know, just really, really paying attention to where listeners are at and making sure that everything is relatable, you know? So that's what they're trying to do on these mass scales by automating it. And sometimes it works, but... I, I don't. I don't know. I just. I, I think there's, you know, man. You could. You could automate everything. It's like you have an automated chess partner, right? Is the big blue? Right. You, it, you could automate artists and everything. Every other possible creative thing. At what? At some point, it's like, well, you know, what's the point of living? You know. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. You know, if you're just going to be fealty to the robots, you know. I think. I think the important thing is that we are humans you know mm -hmm. that uh we're not computers and i think that's what what makes something like uh your radio show work because there's a human behind it it's not it's not algorithms it's you know you it's listen it's like you said you listen to your audience your audience listens to you there's a feedback loop there and uh you learned what people like. You learn what you like. Yeah. It's a constant process. I mean, I open, first thing I do every morning is I open my email and there's somebody there talking about something they really enjoyed or they'd like to hear more of or, you know, and if it's on Facebook, I can kind of click and see, you know, maybe where they went to school or something like that. It kind of gives me a feeling for, for who's out there. And it's, it's great. We used to have the telephone. People would call the studio. Uh, those days are over. Yeah, and that's why we have you on, Bob, because you're, you know, really human. And, you know, we could have some slick blogger from some slick hipster website somewhere. And it would just be like another formulaic, you know, bit of hype. And that's just not the way we want to go. Like you said, you know, it's all about being human and we want to always head in that direction. Just for the folks that are joining us right now, this is Bob Doran. He's our. Uh, regular correspondent on music and food and all things about just sort of being alive in the 21st century. Bob Doran in Arcata, California. Did you call me irregular? <laughs> <laughs> sorry to sorry to disclose any personal details. No, no. Oh, oh, geez. I didn't even know. I, I missed that joke. Went right over my head. <laughs> Oh man! Anything else on your mind, Bob, this week that uh, you know we, we we should cover? My memory's going blank here. 
you know, there's there's every night there's some band playing somewhere, and uh, and it's it's hard for me to keep up, even in the small town I live in. It's like tonight, Blitz and Trappers coming to play. I don't know if Blitz and Trapper. Yeah, I do. You're That's familiar cool. with them. Yes, they're part of your uh, playlist. I'm sure mm-hmm. they are. Uh, yeah, and they have you know, and it, it's sort of classic situation where here's somebody has a new album out and they're taking it to the road. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, the I can't remember the name of the song, but it's about that something about the, the land, all over the land. I think it's a new mm-hmm. album, and uh, I saw them play here a few years ago. They they had just put out the album Fur, which I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And now this is a you know few steps further down the road, and uh, they've sort of refined what they're trying to do. I know, you know, and I, I can't say exactly what they do, but it's it's a uh, it's a, what I call neoclassic rock. <sighs> If, that, okay, if you will. Good. I like that, yeah. Yeah, you know, it has a feel of some of those bands of the 70s. And, you know, there's some of uh, Neil Young and Bob Dylan and uh, the band, all those great bands that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who else could call their band the band? Yeah, I know. I uh, think that's what the neighbors called them. Like, who are those guys, uh, you know? Like, ding, ding, somebody comes in the store to buy a loaf of bread, and then they leave, and the neighbors say, who was that? Oh, they're in the band. You know, like these guys that moved into this house down the way to rehearse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so Blitz and Trapper, and uh, why, is there a conflict? Somebody else playing the same night? That- well, yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to a movie tonight. Uh, uh, you remember an actor called Crispin Glover? Yes. Yeah, he's in town. He... I mean, he's he's what I call the analog movie maker. Although he, he's not showing a film movie, he would rather he would rather only show his movies. And he the way he the way he approaches his movies that he makes himself. You know, I mean, he's got a bunch of money from being in uh, the well, what's it? Back to the Future. Uh, what's that, the other one with the the three women who are cops? Charlie's Angels. Yes, Charlie's Angels. Thank okay. you, thank you. Uh, somewhere <laughs> I don't I've know where blocked, I pulled that one out. I blocked Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Farrah Fawcett was she one of them? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, originally, I think. Yeah. yeah, but this was the 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 remake as a giant yeah. movie, and he was one of the evil villains, and mm, okay. he got tons of money, and. Yeah. You know, and he bought a castle in Poland or Czechoslovakia. Why not? And yeah. Which, yeah, which he's turning into a, a film studio specifically for film, not digital. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's a uh, he he tours around the country with this showing his moves himself. Um, oh. So and then he will talk about him afterwards, and he'll apparently uh, he's he will answer whatever questions anybody has. You want to know about what was it like with Charlie's Angels? He'll answer that question, or 
what was your favorite movie or, you know, whatever. Yeah, sort of like a little rolling film festival. Yeah. Kind of a one-man film festival. Yeah. Yeah. Because they always have these workshops at film festivals where you meet the director, things like yeah, that. And he, yeah, and he makes very off-the-wall off movies. He's uh, up to number two in a trilogy he's putting together. And so, anyway, so I'm going to go see... I'm going to go see him. I think he's early enough. I can still go see Blitzen, Blitzen <laughs> Trapper. They're, they have a, this woman whose name I forgot. I could probably find it somewhere. You know, you're going to uh, cause a, a housing boom in Arcata, California, because music lovers are going to say, man, I want to live there. You're midway between Portland and San Francisco, and all the bands spend the night there and yeah. do a gig. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, so opening what? opening for Blitz and Trapper is this woman, Phoebe Bridgers, who okay. girl with the guitar. She had the fortune of uh, good fortune. Her next forty-five seven-inch is on Ryan Adams' label. I didn't even know Ryan Adams had his own label, but um, mm-hmm. so I'll probably miss her, and maybe I'll make it in time for Blitz and Trapper set. Well, a lot of times they don't start till 10, so, you know, you can sneak in. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, so do you have like a press badge or something? You just sort of walk into everything, Bob? Uh, I don't. Just my face is my badge, I guess. <laughs> your I face know. is your badge. <laughs> well, I did, you know. <laughs> we should put a badge out with your face on it and see how many people can get into concerts for free with that. No, lanyard. no, but, you know, <laughs> the, the, the club uh, Humble Brews where... Blitz and Trappers playing. It's like, I know all the sound, the guys at the door. I know yeah. the, the owner's going to be sitting at the end of the bar. She yeah. wants me to come to her place. And yeah. so. You're a writer. Yeah. You know, I remember last time I was in Arcadia, it was a while ago. Um, there were some little flyers around that said, Tame Impala is playing at the Rathskeller. And I said, because they had, you know, this guy, you know, Tame Impala. They had just come out, and I was so knocked out by their music. I thought, Tame Impala's playing at this tiny little, you know, what is that, about 40 seats or something in a basement? And uh, by the time we left a couple days later, there were posters around saying, due to popular demand, Tame Impala has been relocated to such and such a auditorium. To the Cape Buchanan room upstairs. (laughs) Or something like that. more people, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, you guys get so many cool bands through there. Yeah, the the Rathskeller, Well, they call it something else now. The Depot, the Depot is still, uh, you know, because it's a college and because the college books far in advance. So mm-hmm. sometimes there's, you know, like we had a uh, a visit to the the Depot by Macklemore. Mm. It's like wow. I mean, I after could, he blew up, yeah. 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 Well, he he was right on the you know he had just it had just happened. He had the song. What's the song about the the thrift store? Yeah. Whatever that song was titled. Mm-hmm. That maybe was thrift store, but I don't know. You know, hit something hit. Yeah. And you know these in this world of uh, YouTube and algorithms, they did something to the algorithm that put them in the right spot at the right time. And, mm-hmm. Why don't we wrap it up now? I think we've we, we got to save something for next save week. Save something for next week. There'll be something happening between now and then, undoubtedly. I'm sure there will be. Bob Doran, our 
correspondent in Arcata, California, on the California's north coast in the college town there, right down the street from Humboldt State University. Thank you, Bob, for being with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks to our editor, Christina Anastad, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting for their support. Big thanks to Bob Doran. He's on Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Bob Doran, D-O-R-A-N. If you haven't already found us online, we're at undercurrentsradio.net with links to the new Undercurrents Weekend Show that we think you'll really like. We're launching in January on PRX. We're really excited about it. And you should know about our four-hour daily music mix, Undercurrents. It's on every day with a really diverse, eclectic mix that'll warm your heart and make your head spin at the same time. Check with your local public radio station or stream us 24-7 from the website. You'll see the links there on the bottom of the page to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and email, undercurrentsradio.net. I'm Greg McVicker, encouraging you to go out and have a great weekend.